Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I am really excited about this series, guys. This is going to be a fun series. And the premise of this series is, you know what, God? This is what I think, but I'm willing to allow you to change my mind. And it's just us coming to God with that attitude, God changed my mind. And I know there's no one in this room that's any worse than I, I was when I was a young Christian, because I was as bad as anybody when it comes to opinion and being opinionated and having strong opinions, black or white, there's no in between. And I remember Gina and I were married about two years. I would have been about 26 years old. And we were looking for a movie to watch. That's back when it was VHS. You had to actually go to a store and rent, rent a movie and all that. And I was just going through some movies, and I said a movie, and then I said, oh, no, no, never mind on that one. That's a comedy. I hate comedies. And then I said, anybody that likes a comedy is stupid. And oh, yeah, right? And I like comedies now, so relax. But, but guys, get, get a hold of this. I saw a look on Gina's face. All of us husbands know that look. Like, I stuck my foot in my mouth. I said something I shouldn't have said. And she looked at me, and she said, I like comedies, and my mom likes comedies. Are you saying we're stupid? I said, no, dear, I am not saying that at all. <laughs> I just really liked action movies, and now I've learned to enjoy comedies. But I just say that to give you just a, a brief example of how opinionated I was in every area, politically, any, any, you name it, had strong opinions. And I'll never forget when I came to that place in my life where I just said, you know what? I don't know everything, and God, I'm willing to learn what I don't know. And that's really what this series is about, God changing us. And here's my big idea. This is what I want us to walk out understanding more clearly than ever, and it goes like this. Change your thinking, and you'll change your life. And it's amazing when we begin to think properly how it literally changes every area of our life. It brings us to a place of freedom, a place of joy, a place of peace, a place of purpose. And I remember from a young kid, I don't know why this was so with me, but I was can't do Joe, like I can't do it. And I remember it started with homework, right? And I'd be sitting to do my homework and I'd just look at my mom and dad and say, I can't do this. And I'd push it aside. And then it kind of followed me through life. Anytime something was hard, I just said, I can't, I can't. And I, you know, my brother Tony and I had the gym. We, we started this gym. And then that ended up, we, we decided to sell it, but uh, we, no one could buy it because the banks would only loan 10 cents on a dollar, so no one had 90% down. So then we had to liquidate it, and I walked out of there with the, I can't. I couldn't even do this right, right? And so I'll never forget, I'm a young Christian. I'm reading the Bible, and I was reading in the book of Philippians, and I read Philippians 4.13, which says... I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And something exploded inside of me. We're going to see what that is as we go on today. But it's like all of a sudden I saw two things. One, I saw that Christ will help me. He'll strengthen me. He's the one that helps us. And then I saw that phrase, all things. And when I saw that phrase, all things, and I saw Jesus will give us the strength, something inside changed and it exploded. And I'll never forget, I wrote that verse down because I thought, I don't want to forget this. And this is before computers, right? And I would read it in the morning and I'd read it 
through the day and afternoon. Before you know it, you memorize it. And any time I had that I can't Joe try to rise up, I would say, no, no, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And this church wouldn't even exist if God hadn't changed my thinking there. Change your thinking and it will change your life. And I want you to stop for a moment and ask yourself, what areas of your life could you really use a change, a breakthrough? It's gonna happen as you and I change our thinking. So here's a really famous verse, Romans 12, verse one, and it reads like this. Dear friends, God is good, so I beg you to offer your bodies to him as a living sacrifice, pure and pleasing. That's the most sensible way to serve God. Now the next verse is what we're after. It talks about changing our thinking. But this verse is really important. Notice the first part of it. Dear friends, God is good, so. And what it's literally saying out of the Greek language is, since God's been so good to us, the least you can do is what he's about to say, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. So if you were to read Romans chapter 1 through 11, it just talks about the goodness of God. God saved us. He didn't save us by works. We just had to believe, and Jesus died for us. And so he comes to this conclusion in chapter 12. He says, guys, now the least we can do is just present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Do you know what that means? You know what that paints a picture of? Total surrender. It's like all right, God, I don't know everything, and I'm willing to learn what I don't know. And I remember when I came to that place in my life, and by the way, I have to keep doing that because I keep swaying away. This world keeps kind of pushing you one side or the other. And so I'm continually saying, you know what, God? I don't know everything, but you own me, and I surrender. And I want to hear what you have to say. And of course, how does God speak to us today through the Bible. And I realize there's some listening, some maybe in this room in Borman, TCI, you're not so sure the Bible is God speaking to us. And you know what? There was a time in my life when I didn't believe that too. So I just want to give, give you the okay, but I want to ask you to do me a favor, and that's to hear me out today. And let's, let's see what you think after I'm completely done, because the Bible is a standard that God gave us that sets us free. It turned me from I can't, Joe, to I can do, Joe, and it will change us in every single area of our life. But it can't until we say, you know what, God, you own me. I'm surrendered. I want to know what you have to say. And here's the next verse, verse 2. It says, don't be like the people of this world, but let God change the way you think. Then you will know how to do everything that is good and pleasing to him. And we want to just talk about allowing God to change the way we think. Today, I want to just show you why it's so important that he does. And then in the weeks to come, I have three more lessons. I'm going to just deal with three, in each week, something different. But the three main areas that if we change the way we think, it will, let, it will change our lives forever as Christians. And it's going to be very liberating. But most of us know this verse from the King James or the New International Version. So let me read it from there. Same verse, verse 2. Do not conform to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. And the renewing of the mind is when we say, God, I don't know everything, change my mind. Here's what I believe, what do you think? And we allow him to renew our thinking. But did you notice what it says? This world is trying to make us think a certain way, not necessarily always bad, but not always biblical. It's trying, it's trying to do that to us. I'll show you how that happens in a moment. But here's what God's saying. If you renew your mind, I'll literally transform your life. And that word transform, it's the Greek word metamorpho. Do you know what English word we derive from that? Metamorphosis. We all know tadpole to frog, right? The one I just want to take a moment and think about is the, 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 the creepy caterpillar, right? Uh, all those 
legs, you know, and nobody really goes caterpillar watching, right? It's just all these creepy little legs and looks a little slimy. And they climb up a tree and then they get into a branch. Then they make a cocoon. And then they spend that time and there's a metamorphosis that happens inside the cocoon. Then they break out and they're not that multi-legged, creepy little bug, right? Now they're this majestic, either a monarch moth or, or a butterfly, all these beautiful colors. And they come out of there, no, no little creepy legs, just a couple, right? And they have these wings and they soar with their rings, wings. They're so beautiful. And here's what God's saying to you and I as Christians. If we allow him to change the way we think, if we allow that process to go on where we change our thinking, we renew our minds, it's going to transform our life. And that's why I say change your thinking and you will change your life. And so as you're listening, I just want to help you understand the process. And you know how I said that we're conformed, this world tries to conform us, it tries to get us to think a certain way. Here's the thought I want to share with you right now. This, this is a life changer to understand this, and it goes like this. Our belief system has been corrupted from birth. And here's all I mean. It doesn't mean it's necessarily bad, but we have been trained from birth to believe things that aren't true. And that's what we have to change in our thinking. Can I tell you how it happened? It's very innocent. Very good people are part of the process, along with many other things. But from the time we were born, we had our parents, and my parents were awesome parents, really great parents. They modeled work ethic. They modeled character in front of us. They did such a good job. But guess what else they did? They taught us things that were not necessarily biblical, true, biblically true, but they didn't know. They had no clue, so they just programmed us with what they knew. And we were programmed, and we believed certain things that aren't necessarily true, not necessarily biblical. Then we had these wonderful people called teachers. And I had some great teachers, grade school, junior high, high school. They changed my life, some of them. There was a couple that maybe shouldn't teach, but the majority of them were amazing, right? They taught us math and English and science. And, and guess what else they did? Whatever their thoughts, their philosophies were, they threw those in. Not, ne not trying to, but they just, they just told us what they think and our belief system was formed. And then there's the media, right? And the media, from the time we began to watch cartoons, it's trying to tell us things and teach us things. It's programming us. Not that they're bad, but all those things we watch, there's just a programming that takes place. And then... Our belief systems are formed. Then we come to know Jesus, and sometimes we believe things that are not true. It's not that we're bad. It's not that the people that taught us were bad, but there has to be a change in our thinking. And that's why the Bible makes this statement. Take a look at this, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3. But if our gospel is hidden, that's the message about Jesus, it's hidden from those who are lost or haven't accepted him. Why is it hidden from them? Verse 4. The God of this world, and he's influencing all the belief systems of everybody I mentioned, has blinded the minds of those who do not believe, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine in. Now, this is true with every part of our mind, but he also does it here where he causes us to believe things so that when someone comes up and tries to share Jesus, we're like, I, I don't want to hear it. And notice what he says here. He blinds the minds. The word minds... Greek word noema, you don't have to remember it, but you know what it means? Belief system. And so blinded means he just darkens it to where we believe something that's not true. And that's what he's doing not only after we accept Christ, it's already there, all kinds of other areas where we believe things that aren't necessarily true. That's why the Bible says, change your thinking. 
and you'll change your life. Let me give you a story. It's a true story. When we were young, we had someone, uh, a friend of the family, they came over, and they tried to tell my mom and dad about Jesus, and Jesus loves you. And I watched my dad put up a defense so quick, and, and he said, I don't want to hear it. And he said, don't talk about that in my house. And then when they left, my mom and dad said, those are Jesus freaks. Never listen to what a Jesus freak has to say. They'll try to pull you out of your good church, and you don't want to listen to a Jesus freak. And so mom and dad taught us that. So now I'm 19 years old. I have this gym with my brother, Tony. I have a customer come up. He's 38. I'm 19. I thought, what's this old man doing here, right? And uh, I wish I were 38 again, right? But I thought, this guy's old. When you're 19, 38's really old, right? And so um, I said, what are you up here for? He goes, I want a membership. And so he gets a membership, and, and then he says, I hear you train people. Would you train me? And I said, yeah, it's going to cost you this much a quarter. You have to go a quarter at a time. He said, I'll pay it. And then after all the transactions are finished, he looks at me. He says, Joe, did you know Jesus loves you? And I looked at him, and I am not making this up. You can ask him. He's still alive. He lives south of Columbiana County, but he's still alive. And, and he looked at me and, 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 and said, Jesus loves you. And I said, what the blankety blank blank? And I used my strongest cuss words. Are you talking about? I don't want to hear about that blankety blank Jesus. And don't talk about him up here. You can take your membership and go. I don't want to hear about. Are you a Jesus freak? I said. And he was so cool. He just smiled and said, hey, okay, okay, I'll see, you. I'll see you Monday. And then every time he came up for training, he would talk to me about Jesus. And I'd say, shut the blankety-blank up. And then I had all my training partners, my buddies, they were blankety-blanking him. And I thought if I blankety-blanked enough, he would just stop coming, right? I couldn't blankety-blank him out of, the, out of the place. I tried so hard. But he'd come back every time with a smile like I never blankety-blanked him. And so I'm like... What's wrong? I never met a man like this. I'm insulting you to your face, and you keep coming back. And then he would throw scripture at me, and guess what? He broke through the, the belief system, and there came a day when I accepted Jesus, right? But then even after I accepted Jesus, like all of us in this room, I had other Jesus freak issues where I just believed things the wrong way, right? And that's what we're talking about, God coming in and God changing us. So how does this happen? Listen to this. It's really, really cool how it happens. Our belief system must be challenged and changed continually. Because I've noticed even after I've changed some of my thinking to, to be correct, you just kind of sway off. You know, life just keeps beating you up and, and pounding you. And sometimes something, you believe something right and then you get off over here. And you just have to continually challenge your belief system. And the way we do it is with the Bible, the Word of God. It's the most amazing thing. It's meant to be the standard in our lives. And I hope to help all of us elevate it to that position before I'm finished today. And again, thank you, those of you that aren't sure. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Um, here's, here's a really famous scripture, 2 Corinthians 10.3. Although we live in the world, we don't fight our battles with human methods. So here's what this is not saying. It's not saying that a Christian can't be in the military and go to war. That's not saying that. It's not saying you can't have a concealed carry. Here's what it is saying. Your concealed carry, your knife, your weapons, they, they can't win this battle. This is talking about a personal battle that every Christian has, and it's a battle that's within us, and there's no weapon on this earth that can set you free from the I can'ts. No weapon on this earth that can set you free from this battle that you and I need to fight. So listen to the next verse, verse 4. Our weapons that we fight with 
aren't human. They're not of this world, but instead they are powered by God for the destruction of fortresses. And I said dot, 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 which means we're going to read the rest of verse 4 in a moment. But let's talk about this. You know what? Our weapons, I said it already. It's, it's the Bible. The Word of God is a weapon that's absolutely amazing. You know, it's plural, so you know the other weapon is the Holy Spirit. He gets in there and works with the Scriptures when you and I read them. It's amazing what he'll do inside of us. And then I like this. Our weapons are powered by God. That word powered, Greek word dunamis, you don't have to remember it, but you know what derived from that, our English word? dynamite. And you know what dunamis means? It means the explosive, creative power of God. And so the word of God is explosive and creative. If we can get it in us, it will blow up fortresses. Those fortresses are negative thoughts, negative beliefs, things that are holding us in bondage. It will literally break them. It will bust them up. Listen to the rest of this, verse four and five. They destroy arguments and every defense that is raised up to oppose the knowledge of God they capture every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now we know we're in our heads, right? We can tell this is all about the head. Fortresses that are in our mind, they're the bad thinking in our mind. And I love what it says. It's whatever opposes the knowledge of God. That would be the Bible. And so as we're reading the Bible, we're going to have belief systems that are absolutely wrong. So here's what God says. He says, surrender yourself to me. And here's what God wants to do. You can capture every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now, when we hear the word thought, we think of those fleeting thoughts. We need to deal with those too. But this is the Greek word noema. It means your, your belief system. And it's talking about those wrong belief system. The word capture there, it's an amazing word. The Greek word paints a picture of a Roman soldier with a sword out. He has an enemy and he has the sword in his back and he's marching the enemy into jail. He pushes him into jail, locks it up. Here's what God's saying. We want to read the Bible with an open heart to where we can look at everything we believe and we can say that's different than what Christ teaches. That's different than what the Bible teaches. And we can say, I'm going I'm to allow God, I'm going to allow what God says and what God teaches to be what I hold dear to. And that's how the process of renewing the mind goes. I'll tell you the techniques I use in a moment, but I want to give you another story. When, when I was a young man, I grew up in, in, in a great family again, but we kind of, you know, the way we grew up was, you know, you could have free sex as long as it's consensual. Sex was okay. And dad never said anything about it. He just said, protect yourself. So he never said, don't, don't do that. And so I'm this guy that believes that, living that. And then I meet Jesus. And I was fine. I didn't think about that. But then I was reading the Bible one day. And I began to read these scriptures to say that, that sex was created for the marriage bed. And you do that when you, you know, you're married. And it start messing with my porn and all those things that I was into, you know. And I, um, I remember reading that the first time. And then I found other scriptures. And I just said, God, I don't believe this can be true. This is, you know how fun this is? You can't, you can't tell me I have to wait, right? This, this is not true. And then I began to think this book is outdated and it's not for today's culture. And I had these arguments with God like you can't believe. And I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you this story that happened in my life, right? And so I remember coming to a place to where, because I had surrendered. I said, God, what do you think? What's, what's, what's your opinion? I remember coming to a place and saying, God, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it and I'm going to honor you in this area. And, and I waited till I married Gina, five years. That was the toughest five years of my life. And I waited 
and it was hard, but I said, God, you know what? I'm going to do what you want me to do. And it was the most amazing blessing and freedom. I never realized the freedom I would feel from that. And when those crazy thoughts came, you know how it says take every thought captive? Once your belief system is right, when the wrong thoughts come, you, you just cast those thoughts out. And it's amazing how I came to the place of freedom, and it all was a result of just reading what the Bible said and saying, all right, God, I'm going to do that. I want to talk to you a little bit about the scriptures. You guys ready? Listen to this one. It got quiet in here. The Bible is the weapon that challenges our belief system, all right? It did. So <laughs> this is what happens. It's not always these kind of things. Sometimes it's the I can'ts, right? I'll tell you another one that was amazing in a moment. But it's the weapon that challenges our belief system. And we live in a culture today that is just telling us all kinds of things. And then you're going to read your Bible, and you have to come to a place that you say, well, which one am I going to follow, right? And it's amazing when you follow the Bible. Listen to this scripture, 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is God-breathed. That means it came out of God's mouth. And it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Now, some preachers will say, see, I'm allowed to rebuke my church. And they just get out there and crazy strong. It's really, it's supposed to rebuke you personally as it's being taught, right? Sometimes it corrects us. And, you know, the correcting is what happened when I read the scriptures I just talked to you about, about purity, and God corrected me, and he trained me in righteousness. But the teaching was, you know, when I saw I can, when I thought I couldn't. And it's just amazing what the Bible will do. Remember, it's living, it's explosive, it's creative. And so it reminds me of another story. When I was growing up, I grew up with six brothers. So there were seven boys. And I remember my dad always worked two jobs, always worked two jobs. And once he was laid off, he had to work three just to make enough money to feed us boys. And when you're young, man, you can eat like crazy. And I remember times in my life where I'd say, Mom, I need a new pair of pants, or Mom, I need a new shirt. And Mom would say, here, and she'd give me one of my older brother's pants. And I'd say, those have holes in them, and you patched them with patches. She'd say, honey, we can't afford it. That's all we have. Now, I'm not getting on my parents because that was the truth, right? That was absolutely the truth. But I remember hearing that over and over, and then I'm a middle child. You add that to it, right? And all the things that us middle kids go through, right? And so I remember coming out onto my own, and I remember when I started this church, and I remember that I had that attitude that I just will never have enough. I just will not have enough. And then I made... I made these observations. I live in the valley, right? We live in the valley, and it's tougher in the valley, right, when it comes to finances and all those things. And I remember just having all those attitudes. And one day, I'm just reading the Bible, spending some time in the Bible, and I came across Philippians 4.19, which says, My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. And it was one of those times, just casually reading, but when it just shot out at me, and there was an explosion in here, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. In other words, God's the one that supplies it. It doesn't matter who I am. It doesn't matter where I live. It doesn't matter anything. God is our source. My job's not my source. God is my source. And something just exploded in there. And then I just saw he'll supply all your needs. And then when I saw that, it's like the lights went on inside me. What happened? A fortress was knocked down. And I remember writing that scripture down. 
and reading it in the morning, reading it at night, and I would just think about it. Pretty soon you memorize it, and I remember whenever fear came, that scripture would rise up, and I would, I would just say, you know what? My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And I'd throw that fear down, and I'd be able to cast those thoughts out. And it brought me to a place of peace and of comfort, knowing, hey, God is my source. I'm not my source. I need to work hard, but God's my source. And it brought this level of freedom into my life. And that's what happens when we read the Bible, and then we grab some scriptures that we need. And I'm going to just tell you what I do and how I do it. I want to give you one more thought, right? And this is for those of you that maybe you walked in, not sure, do I, do I believe the Bible is the word of God? And it goes like this. The Bible is God speaking to man. That's what I want you to see. It's God speaking to man. And if you and I don't have a standard, I believe we're lost in this world that we live in. Then we're going to be conformed to what this world says. And it says some good things, but it says a lot of things that are not true. And if we believe those, it really, really will stifle our life and everything we do. Listen to 2 Peter 1, 20 through 21. For no prophecy recorded in the scripture, that's the Bible. A prophecy could be a, thus saith the Lord, this is going to happen in the future. But all scripture is prophetic because it's coming out of God's mouth. Listen to this was ever thought up by the prophet himself. Everybody that wrote in the Bible was a prophet. They didn't think it up themselves. Listen to this. It was the Holy Spirit within the, these godly men who gave them true messages to write. So I want you to think about that. What Peter wrote down right here, what Paul wrote down in Romans, what was written down in 2 Corinthians, it was just God giving these men things to write. So when we read our Bible... It's literally God speaking to us. And that's why you see me do this every now and then. I read the Bible on here and on my phone, and you'll see me sometimes just kiss it and say, God, I love the word of God. Why? It's saved my life. It's changed my life. Change your thinking, and you'll change your life. It's the most amazing thing that any of us can do. So here's how I do my life, just to show you. How do, how do I renew my mind? Um, I read the Bible. I I try to read it as many days a week as I can. I don't read it on Saturdays and Sundays because I'm getting ready for service, but I guess I'm reading those scriptures, right? But Monday through Friday, I open it up and I read it. And what I love to do the most is also listen to it on the audio Bible. And I do that. I get out my audio Bible. And let's say I'm cooking dinner, and I don't want you to think Gina doesn't cook because she would cook for me. But I love to cook. I'm actually one of those guys that like to cook. So the other day I was cooking dinner, and I was hungry for pasta with peas, you know, and in a white sauce, not a red sauce. And so I got my, um, I, I'm into this uh, lentil pasta. The texture is just like regular wheat pasta. So I have my water on for the lentil pasta. I take a cup of peas out, and I have them in the microwave heating up, and I'm chopping up onions and mushrooms, and then I throw them into a pan to stir fry them, and, and I'm using two tablespoons of the hot peppers that we can, and man, the smell is amazing. Then I chop up 10 olives, because you want that little bite from the olives, and then I throw them in, then I throw the peas in, and I've got it all going. Then I take the pasta out. It's near dinner time, so that's okay, lunchtime, right? Uh, and, and then I throw them all in there. But guess what I'm doing while all that's happening? I have my audio Bible on. It's just a time when I can listen while I'm working, and I'll just listen to the Word of God, and I'll just listen to what it says. And then every now and then, I hear something, 
And I go, oh, that's good. I stop it. And then I write down that verse and say, I, I need to open that up and read it later because I just saw some. It's like something I needed and I heard it and I thought I need to write that down and read it later. So I just listen to the Bible. I read the Bible. And then when I see something I need, I grab it. Now I write it on my phone and my notes. And then I just take it out throughout the day and I read it. And that gets inside of us, guys, and it's amazing what it does. It changes us forever as a result of us just hanging out with the Word of God. Why is that important? Why do we read the Bible? It's not a homework assignment. When I was a new Christian, I looked at it like a homework assignment. It's not a homework assignment. It's our very life. It's our lifeblood. And it's a standard that as we read it, God will change our thinking, and then it will change our life. So as we get ready to pray, I want to ask you a question. Borb and TCI Warren, are you excited that God gave us something as remarkable as the Bible that can change us forever? And if you are, can we just say thank you, God, for a moment? Let's just give it up and thank him. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. Let's pray. I hope to bring hope. <laughs> my, my plan was to bring a lot of hope today because if you're listening and there's areas of your life that you'd like to see changed, the answer is just in the Word of God. You know, guys, as our heads are bowed, our eyes closed, anything you want to find in the Bible, just Google it. Put, put in there, I want scriptures on this, and then just begin to read them. It's absolutely amazing what it will do for you. But as heads are bowed, eyes are closed, all our campuses, maybe you're listening. You say, you know what, Pastor Joe, I haven't had that moment, Romans 12.1, where I said, God, I just surrender to you. Or maybe you did and you say, I've kind of lost it. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. But you know, if you're in here and you say, that's me, would you make a commitment right now to God? Just say, God, you know what? I realize I don't have to surrender to Pastor Joe or a religion or a denomination, but I surrender to you. And I just, I want you to speak into my life through the scriptures. You know what? That's safe, guys. That will never hurt you. And then just make a commitment to God. Say, you know what? I'm going to begin to open my Bible and read. It doesn't matter if it's a chapter a day, whatever it is. But God, I'm going to begin to read it. And I'm going to allow you to speak into my life. I'm going to read the Gospels and hear what Jesus said. I'm going to read those epistles and hear what you taught there. And Lord, I just submit myself to hear. I'm going to listen to messages because you'll speak to us as people teach the Word of God. Just want to, I want you to make a, a, a new commitment. Say, God, I'm going to open up to this process. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Father, we thank you for the explosive creative power of the Bible. It's absolutely awesome. You're awesome. So as we're all in an attitude of prayer, maybe you're listening. I'm going to allow God to keep dealing with our hearts, man, and just energizing us to make some cool changes in our life that will change us forever for the good. But as we're all praying, maybe you're listening. You say, you know what? I'm not sure of my forever. I'm not sure if I were to die, if I'd go to heaven or hell. And, and I'm believing God's going to break through your heart like he did mine when I accepted Christ. And right now, I'm not asking you to join our church or a religion. I'm not asking you to join a denomination. Here's what I'm asking. Can you remember a day in your life where you made it personal and you said, Jesus, 
I believe you're the only way to heaven. And this day I give you my life and my heart. I believe in you. If you're listening and say, I can't remember that day, why not make it today? Why not pray and say, Jesus, I'm going to accept you as my Savior. I'm going to follow you. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Can all the rest of us in all the campuses, can we help those around us that might be praying this for the first time? And just say this after me. Those that are praying it for this first time, just mean it. Say, God, I realize I'm a sinner who needs a Savior. And this day, I give my heart to Jesus. Jesus, I look to you. I believe you died for my sins. God raised you from the dead. And this day, I accept you as my Savior. And I make a decision to follow you. Amen. Now, head spot, eyes are closed. Miracles just happened. You may not have felt anything, but it happened. You know, God washed your sins away. God gave you the gift of eternal life. God changed you forever from the inside out. And you know what else is happening right now? We can't hear it, but the Bible teaches us that God himself and all of heaven are celebrating if one person on the entire planet prayed that prayer. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast. Thank you.